0: It's the uh, 30th anniversary of Derby City Mission tonight, and it's also our citywide prayer. So it's a joint thing at Riverside at 6.30, uh, as Tim and Paul uh, mentioned, Uh, Lou Fellingham, our good friend, is leading worship there. So uh, get along to that. We're going to be praying for our city, praying for what God's doing here, but also thanking God for 30 years of Derby City Mission and uh, just thrilled about some of the things that God has done over that time. I know some of you have been involved in that over different uh, periods of time and are now, so it'll be good to celebrate that, but also be praying for the future as well. So 6.30, so not standard Christian time, but half past six at Riverside Centre on Pride Park, and that is this evening. Okay. So last week, if you were with us, uh, we looked at some of the values that uh, shape Jubilee, some of the things that are important to us, some of the things that God is speaking to us about. And I said that this morning, I was going to do sort of like part two of that, effectively, and uh, look at some of the things that God is calling us to as we move forward, what our vision is. Uh, some of the things that God has spoken to us about. Uh, again, pretty much like last week, there's a whole ton of material. And uh, again, it, a bit of sort of thing, you know, we could take all term to go through all this stuff, but we're not going to. And I'm imagining some of you would like, like to get home for dinner at some point today some nods so uh, we'll do our best to uh it's uh, a very enthusiastic nods over there going okay i get the point all right i get the point if that enthusiastic <laughs> um we'll uh do our best to uh to keep some highlights for some of these things but i'm trusting it will serve us and it'll give you a flavor of what god is speaking to us about is that okay So that's my plan. So it's a bit different, because normally we'd be opening up God's Word and going, okay, this is a passage we're going to look at. What's God saying to us about it? That is our preferred method, if you like, of preaching, it seems. But I'm not going to do that this morning. Don't worry, we will open the Bible at some point. For those of you who started getting jittery already, it's okay. We'll look at it. Um, But I'm not going to be looking at one passage particularly. I should try not to fall over. I'm getting wobbly. That's allowed, isn't it? That's okay. Good. Why don't we pray? Father, we pray now that you would speak to us as we consider some of the things that you have spoken to us about and are speaking to us about. We pray, Lord, that you would capture our hearts. And God, as we joked earlier about passionate and wobbly notices because we're enthusiastic and passionate about something, Father, I pray you'd put in each of our hearts a fresh passion for you a a fresh passion for your church, and a fresh passion, Lord, to see your kingdom extended, God, in this city and beyond. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so last week we looked at some of the values that have shaped us about loving God, loving one another, loving those who don't know Jesus yet, serving the city, and reaching nations. And uh, we said there's so much we could say about each of those things. It was great to hear from Joe this morning, talking about SMILE particularly, a really practical way where we're seeking to serve the city, show God's love in a really tangible way to people, uh, and demonstrate what it means to be beloved by God in a way that actually serves and blesses people and helps them. And I want to reiterate all that Joe said. If it's something you'd like to get involved with, and uh, not necessarily hands-on with the kids, but uh, helping to uh, supervise some of the youngsters we've got involved in serving there, uh, or bring some encouragement to that team, then that would be great. We'd love to uh, talk to you a little bit further about that. But a little while ago, we uh, we spent some time looking at what our vision is as a church, and and redefining it. And we, we came up with this statement that said, Jubilee Church is a vibrant community shaped by the Spirit, equipped by the and sent to the nations. Jubilee Church is a vibrant community shaped by the Spirit, equipped by the Word, and sent to the nations. And uh, there's a lot of crossover between that statement and the values we talked about last week. I know that that is indeed intentional. But I just thought this morning, we'd just highlight some things in this statement and also look at some of the things that God's speaking to us about at the moment as well. So in the, uh, the time we have remaining, I will do my best to, to do some of those things. So let's take it one by one, a vibrant community. Who likes being in a vibrant and happy place? Some of you do. Some of you don't look convinced about that, but uh, most of you do. But I think that's our preferred place of, of living, isn't it? Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, probably you like being around people who are happy, enthusiastic about life, vibrant, fun to be around. Would that be true? I think that's true for most of us. Actually, Jesus himself said that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Well, abundant life sounds like fun, doesn't it? Don't you think? And Jesus said, I've come that you might have life abundantly. And that's not just a future thing, it's not just a, oh, when I die, I get to be with Jesus in heaven. So, as we can think, oh, it's just about a future thing. No, no. Actually, it's a now thing as well. Jesus wants you to have a life that is full of abundance. Well, he demonstrates that, didn't he? And think about it for a moment. You know, you've got someone who took water at a wedding reception and turned it into the best wine that they had tasted. And not just a little bit of it, and we're not talking like communion cup size. Yeah, we're not you know like one like shot glass type you know thing. One one swig and you're done. No, no, no. There was there was tons of it. There's abundance that Jesus created. Think about the feeding of the five thousand. Well, we, we know it's more than five thousand. He's only counted the guys. I mean, never mind the women and children that have been there as well. We're talking about thousands of people. Jesus fed them from one lad's pat lunch after praying and blessing it. And still there was 12 basketfuls left over. We seem to serve a God of abundance, don't you think? God of vibrancy and rejoicing. Even our name, Jubilee, speaks of vibrancy and celebration and joy. You know what? We want Jubilee to be that sort of vibrant place of rejoicing and joy in the Holy Spirit. But listen, I know that life isn't always like that. I get that. I know that. I'm not talking about putting on a mask and pretending it's all okay. But what I am saying is, wouldn't we want our default, the sort of feel of us together, to be that vibrant and joyful place. Because actually, it's not that we're happy in our circumstances, but rather we're happy in God. Don't you think? Actually, we've found something in our relationship with him that brings us joy and security. And so when one another of us are going through tough seasons or facing a storm like we talked about during worship, Actually, we come alongside one another and encourage and bless and pray for and support and lift up and point to Jesus. Actually, that's what we need to be doing, isn't it? Pointing people to Jesus. Actually, I think a lot of the Christian life is about that. You know, think about it for a moment. When you don't know Jesus, when you're not yet a Christian, what do you need? You need somebody to point you to Jesus. When you're a baby Christian, you've just firstly put your trust in him. What do you need someone to do? Point you to Jesus. When you've been walking with the Lord for years and have been faithfully serving him and you've been communing with the Lord and reading your word and praying, reading his word and praying, what do you need someone to do? Point you to Jesus. You know, friends, in every circumstance of life, we need those around us who can point us to him. Whether that's for the first time or whether that's reminding us of his faithfulness, his goodness, his security, his love, his generosity, his provision. Because we all need times where we need to be reminded of those things. So that's the sort of place we want jubilee to be a vibrant community and we're not called just to be a gathering on a Sunday in some comfy chairs in a cinema in the center of town now don't get me wrong comfy chairs are better than uncomfortable, that uncomfortable? It's not a word, is it? uncomfortable chairs but we're not just called to gather on a Sunday morning but rather God's calling us to be community to be family together We talked about this last week, so I'm not going to say much on it. We looked at Acts 2, 42, one of my favorite verses. You'll have heard me speak of it often if you've been around for any length of time. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Let me add one more thing about community. A little bit of a rabbit trail, but it is relevant, and it is something that I'm trust will serve us uh, moving forwards uh, you you may have been familiar with the uh, the four letters in recent times gdpr and you know that means anything to some of you you're thinking oh don't start about that if you work in almost any area of life think, okay this is you know these regulations have changed what we can and can't do well that's changed what we can do as a church as well no more is it easy for us to go hey you know what here's a membership list, here's people's contact numbers so you can get in touch with one another, you can build community and friends and here their details. We we just can't do that anymore. It's just not allowed. It's just so complicated to do it. So we've been looking for a way where we could overcome that but still provide a way in which we can enable people to be in touch with one another. We've also been thinking, you know what, I think we could probably improve the way we uh, serve our children and our children's workers in the way that we check in kids on a Sunday morning to the kids' work and um, the way that we retain their data in a way that's safe and appropriate and and all the rest of it and ticks all the GDPR boxes. And believe me, there are many I know. And so what we've uh, come uh, across is a product called Church Suites. And we're about to start using this. And what it will mean is that you'll be able to have your, if you're part of Jubilee, you'll be able to have your own login to this system. And you'll be able to maintain your own data, phone number, email address, so on and so forth. You'll be able to choose whether you share that with other people in the church or not. And if you choose to, it means that people can get in touch with you and say, hi, we're Go and bowling start. Do you want to come or do you want to be part of this thing? Or It's just a way of maintaining that community life. Now, you don't have to share that. But if you don't, then probably people won't be able to get in touch with you. So maybe think about perhaps one way at least you'd be happy for people to, to be in touch. And uh, if you're part of Jubilee already, this afternoon, yay, even today, you will receive an email in your inbox inviting you to log into this system and create your own profile. In fact, some of that work has been done for you already. David has been hard at work. And set it up, and we'll send you a, you'll get sent a link today, and you can log in and check that your information is correct. Because if you are part of Jubilee, back in the day, you filled out a form. Do you remember those things? Paper, pen, filled it out, put your name, address, and phone number. And you ticked a box and said, yeah, I'm happy to share this information with other people in the church. Well, this is an updated way of doing that. And then you get, you, on your phone, you'll get a little app that says Church Suite, and you can, you can press it and type in your password, and then you can look at the uh, address list, be in touch with people. We're going to use the same system for checking kids in uh, to, to kids' work as well, and it means that uh, we can make sure we've got the right information for them and serve our kids' work as well. So it's a way of upping our game, really, but in a way that is compliant, in a way that you stay in control of your information, but also means we can build community. Because yeah, It's important that we do things right and well, but it's also important we build community and look at ways that we can do that. So this afternoon, you'll get your email, maybe even before you get home. But you'll get one today if you're part of Jubilee. If you're not yet part of Jubilee and would like to be, then you better come see me afterwards and we can chat about that and uh, see if we can include you in that. We absolutely want to. If you've got any questions then uh, you can contact David in the church office this week and uh, he can answer all your questions about that. And there may be other things we can add to it in the future. So maybe like rotor stuff or, or groups or different things. We're looking at some other options as well. We think let's just do one thing at a time. So let's just get the address list and the kids thing working well and then we might look at ways of, of adding on to it in the future. But it's with the aim of building community, building connection. Another way of doing that is in small groups. We'll talk more about small groups in the next few weeks. But another way of building friendship, building is not just a Sunday, it's in a small group. Actually, it's sharing life together. It's not just even Sunday morning and Wednesday night. Actually, it's living life together and building those sort of relationships. That's what is important to us. So we're going to be a vibrant community that is shaped by the Spirit. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay the same. I want to be shaped. I want to become more like Jesus. Would that be true of you as well? You want to become more like Him? So are you allowing God to shape you? Actually, by His Spirit, God is shaping all of us. They want Jubilee to be The third church where God is at work in us and shaping us to be more like him. But you have to let him do it. And the reality is often God uses other people to shape us. His spirit is at work in us, but it's in that relational uh, networks, it's in those friendships and relationships that God uses other people in that process. Following Jesus is not an individual journey. It's a community experience. So God uses other people to help shape us and mold us. So my question is, are you allowing God to do that? And who else is in that process for you? Who else is God using alongside the work of the Spirit to shape you, to mold you, to become more like him? that's what he wants to do. That's part of this journey that we're each on, being shaped by the Spirit. And we've talked much about life in the Holy Spirit over recent times, baptism in the Holy Spirit, being filled with his presence. is not just an experience for you. Actually, God comes to empower you to live for him in order that you can bless others. Because if you're just trying to bless others and serve Jesus out of your own strength, guess what? You're going to get tired. I know. I've been there. I've tried. Probably you have as well. But we need to be filled afresh by the Spirit. Jesus said this in Acts 1 verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Immediately there's a connection, isn't there? Be filled with the Spirit and mission; the two things go together. It's be filled and go. Be filled and be my witnesses. It's not just be filled and feel Holy Spirit goosebumps. I mean, don't get me wrong; I like that. In you know, times of worship, you think, "Oh, God just come so close, just feel His presence." We need that, but we need that in order to then go, in order to then serve, to love. His power for mission. Worship really has always been at the heart of Jubilee. Really has. It's an important value of ours. Loving God. Is right at the top of the list. Loving God. It's something we do personally, it's something we do corporately. And it's as we worship Him we encounter Him. And as we encounter Him, he changes us. So at times of worship, aren't going to be times of encounter. And times of meeting with the Lord. That's why we have pretty free times of worship where there's some contributions, some spiritual gifts. So I feel God's saying this, or maybe there's a tongue or interpretation or some way of scripture out or prayer. Or so I think God's saying this to us this morning. We want those times. We value those times. Actually, we believe that the sort of worship times the Bible teaches we should have through sort of being obedient to Scripture. But listen, even those spiritual gifts are not an end in themselves, they're to lead us to Jesus. They're to lead us to that place of encountering the Lord. Spiritual gifts, if you like, are a vehicle to help us worship, to help us encounter Jesus. As well as being shaped by the Spirit, I want to be equipped by the Word of God. This is a book that will equip you. That word has a bit more of a teaching feel to it, and you know I'm not ashamed to say I still believe in the importance of preaching this book. Okay, uh, it's not this morning. I've gone to this passage. What we look at—that's normally what we do. But hopefully, you'll see that what we're saying this morning is rooted in Scripture, because God wants to equip us from his words. So what are you being equipped by? Is it this book, or is it the latest Christian paperback or blog that you might read? They're not bad. They might be helpful. They can be really good. But ultimately, it's God's word that equips us. It's his word that speaks to us. It's his word that is living and active. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says this. For the word of God is living and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow. And discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Wow. The word of God is living and active. So we want to be a church that is committed to the word of God and the spirit of God. And you know, I know a whole bunch of churches that are great at preaching God's word. That's their thing. And they're really good at it. Don't get me wrong. They love God's words. They love to open it up and to preach through it and do an amazing job. But there isn't really much life in the spirit there. It's a bit dry. Missing something. Missing something in the presence of God. Now I know other churches that are full of life in the Spirit. You know, just the exciting, vibrant places to be. God is at work. Holy Spirit's at work. Oh, but there's not so much attention to what God's Word says. And I think often churches can be in either one camp or the other. But I want to make a plea that we are in both places that we value God's word but we want our life in the spirit don't you want both? I don't think we have to choose you know, it's not like when you get off a dessert you can either have the the roulade or the chocolate ghetto but you can't really have both That's greedy. That's you have one or the other it's not like that actually here you can have both some of you are going well I'll have both anyway maybe good maybe would. <laughs> Listen, you can have both, word and spirit. You don't have to choose. It's not one or the other. It's both and. Both and. We need both. We really do. But also I want to remind us this morning that we are saints. We should not be static. God sends us. What did Jesus say in Matthew 28, 19, a verse that will be familiar to many of you, I'm sure. Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Therefore, go, says Jesus. As we said earlier, the Holy Spirit comes to send us, to empower us, to Go, we are a sent people. We really are. We're agents of the kingdom of God, sent by our king to extend his kingdom in the places that he's called you to. You know what? This morning, God sends each of us. All of us are included in this. If you're at Devoted this year, our Bible camp just a few weeks ago at the end of August, where there was fantastic weather, by the way. Just saying. Thinking next year, we had glorious weather this year, did we not? Those of you who went, still got the sun tan from camping out there. Just saying. So the theme this year was the kingdom of God in life. The kingdom of God in life. And why was it that? It's because life, everyday life, be it home or family or work or leisure, is where most of us spend most of our time. It's not here, is it? We don't spend most of our time in this place with these people. We spend most of our time in other places with other people. So actually, it's important that we understand that God sends us to those places and those people. So you are sent to your home and your family. You are sent to your place of work. And that might be for you your home, if you're at home looking after kids maybe. It might be your office or your school or university, your factory or your business wherever it is, you are sent. You are sent as a mother or father. You are sent as an employee or business leader. You are sent as a teacher or a healthcare professional. You're sent as a local counsellor or maybe school governor. You're sent as a volunteer to a charity. You are sent as a foster carer you are sent as a student wherever you are wherever you go you are sent god sends you there to make a difference don't think that you're there just by accident god has sent you i can't remember if it was a story i heard in a preach or when i was reading just this week where the story was told of, um, of an individual who was particularly unwell and had many hospital appointments and health challenges. And this individual was thinking, how can God use me? How can God send me? Because I've got all these issues, I've got these, these health challenges, and you know, life isn't working out as I perhaps thought, and you know, I'm always at this hospital and these, and these appointments. How can God use me there? And then suddenly it dawned on her it seems to be the same people that are taking care of me each week. Maybe God sent me to these people in this place right now. And suddenly she found that there was a mind shift. And rather than thinking, oh, God can't use me because, and off the excuses went, but rather God can use me here because this is where he sent me. Oh, there's a fantastic illustration. So often we can think, oh, God can't use me because, and we fill in the dots, don't we? But rather, God can use us because. God sends each of us to different people, to different places. Each of us has a unique opportunity that no other has with the people that God has put around us. Not only has God designed you as unique, there is not another version of you in the world. Some of you are thinking, Hallelujah, I'm so pleased there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is there only one version of you, but you know what? Only you have the opportunities that you have. Nobody else does. Nobody else has quite your circle of friends or your opportunities in the places that you go or you live. You have a unique opportunity that nobody else does to bring the kingdom of God where you are. I want to encourage us, friends, to live in that way. See ourselves as a saint people to bring the kingdom of God wherever we are. And God sends us to nations. I won't labor this point now. We talked about it last week, but it's worth reiterating nations doesn't just mean other places. It's not just other countries. He does send us to the other countries and other nations, but it's this nation as well. Because if you hadn't noticed, we lead a whole bunch of prayer in this country right now. And God sends us to bring his kingdom into this nation, as indeed others. That's why we prayed for our nation at the encounter night just the other week. That's why we're planting a church in Burton-on-Trent, just down the road. Because God's called us to impact this nation, as well as others, next Sunday, uh, our friend Sam and Abby will be with us from Macclesfield they'll be talking about their journey towards Cambodia We'll be heading out there at the end of the year. So God has put out in our DNA as a church a passion for the nations we're part of a worldwide churches yeah you know, I know we 're part of god 's global church I, I get that, but the family of churches that called us into there's a passion for the nations in that it's not just cambodia i think it's god stirring a few people about some african nations as well at the moment there'll be some more stories to tell i'm sure weeks and months ahead so god has sent us god continues to send us god's been speaking to us Over the years, I was looking through some of the prophetic words just this week of things that have been brought to us. And some of these things we're beginning to see impact of. Some of these things we think, oh God, we're not there yet. But prophetic words should stir us and encourage us and help us believe for more that God has for us. So words about growth and expansion, about significance and impact in the city and beyond. We're still praying, say, God, would you do that? Would you grow us not just for our not for our sake, but for your sake, for your kingdom's sake, in order we can fulfill that which you're calling us to. God spoke to us about being like a tree, providing shade to many people, be it other leaders or, or churches as well. And that started to happen with things like the Pursuing His Presence Conference and Academy. Jubilee has been spoken of as a place of the presence of God, and it's exciting. We're going to keep pressing into that, not lose it, not forget it. Back in 2015, our uh, good friend Juliet brought a, a word to us and said, s- I see you becoming in the years ahead, I see you working with a local council in areas of fostering and adoption. We're beginning to see some of that. I mentioned last week about the baby bags that Sarah pioneered. How we're beginning to talk with the council about how the church in the city can make a difference and step up in this whole area of adoption. It's interesting, And back then we were just beginning to see something, but just in these last few years, more and more doors are opening to us. So what are we living with right now? Well, there's a couple of things that we're feeling stirred about right now. Firstly, we feel stirred afresh about prayer. We feel God speaking to us about prayer. And uh, if you've been to one of our prayer meetings, you know, often we have a great time praying, but there wouldn't necessarily have been that many of us having a great time praying. We thought, well, you know, something's missing here. So we felt actually to, to relaunch our prayer meetings, our monthly times of praying together as a church. That's what we've called them encounter nights. We had the first one just a couple of weeks ago. Because actually, what could be more exciting than praying to the God of heaven and seeing him answer? Well, that seems good, doesn't it? I know lots of you have got many stories or how you've prayed and God has answered. We want to hear some more of those and be gathering together and praying and calling on God afresh. After Christmas, uh, in the new year, we're going to go through a series of prayer. And we're going to something we're going to focus on as a church and say, God, would you teach us more about this? Will we learn to pray? Will we learn to encounter you more and more? As we... Begin to shape that. We'll we'll share some more about it over the coming weeks, but I'm very much looking forward to that being a focus for us uh, in the new year, some point in the the spring term. God is also speaking to us about, if you like, raising the sail again. We had a day away as elders back in May. Seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? Coming before the summer. And God spoke to us afresh about, as we are worshipping and praying, as we are worshipping, God speaks. It shouldn't be a surprise, should it? But God spoke to us afresh about believing Him again for all that He wants to do. And it's like putting a sail up again, the boat going, I wonder if the wind could take us this time. You know what? I think the wind of the Spirit does want to take us forwards. It's like putting our sail up again, going, yeah, Lord, would you blow on us afresh? Would you do something new in us—the fresh focus and passion to reach out and see people saved? I feel like God wants to bring that to us afresh, and where perhaps we'd lost faith that God could do that—to believe Him again. And maybe this morning you've lost faith that God could do that. Maybe there are people who are close to you. Maybe family members or close friends who are currently far from God. And for years, perhaps you were praying for them and they, they just get like, ah, oh, I just don't I can keep doing it anymore. I feel like God wants to bring fresh faith. Because it isn't just a church-wide thing. That's personalized, isn't it? To your situation, your family, your friends, your network. So, is as we feel that like God wants to bring fresh faith to us corporately for this, I feel even this morning, God wants to impart faith again. That He can and will move. And just before we finish, I just want to wait on the Lord for a moment. I just felt to just to stop here for a second. I'm just going to pray. And if that's you, if you've been praying for that family member, that friends. They thought, like, oh, I've just lost faith that God could move in their life. Then, just where you are, as we sit, as our eyes closed, you, you just raise your hand as a sign to God that you're putting up that sail again and asking him to blow. Father, where we've, we've prayed for people over the years, where we've brought them to you time and again, Father, I want to pray right now that you would blow you will bring fresh faith that you can and will move. And God, we bring you these people. We bring you these uh, people who are known to us, family members, friends. So, like, God, would you move in their life? Well, we've, we've lost faith for that. I pray, give us fresh faith again. Then would you breathe upon them by your spirit and do, Lord, what only you can do. We ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just the other thing that's ahead for us over the coming months is helping to establish Burton really well. I mentioned about church plant in Burton. It's going well. Things are going good there. But over time, we want to see them, uh, if you like, stand on their own two feet. Currently, they're overseen by our eldership team, operate out of our charity, all of which is fine and great. But in time, we're going to be like, well, we want to see an eldership team emerge there. We want them to be able to run their own things. And so again, over these next few months or so, we're talking with them and and praying about that. And saying, "Lord, what are the next steps for us to take in that? But we want to see things well-established, good foundations laid, and God do some great things in Burton as indeed he wants to do here. Amen? So for us here, we need to keep praying, keep encountering him, keep reaching out, saying, God, what have you got for us? Let's move forward again. Let's believe that God wants to fill some of these empty chairs with people who are far from him right now, people who don't know Jesus yet, maybe some are some, some from your circle of friends or your family. Maybe those that we might just meet on the streets. Maybe those we haven't even heard of yet. But God wants to do something in their lives. God wants to do that, I believe, in Jubilee. And he's calling each of us to be part of it. Each of us has a part to play. A unique part to play that only you can do. I want to encourage you in this next season. Be asking God what it is that he has for you and what contribution you can make to what he wants to do in this city and in the nations. Amen? Can we stand? And I'm going to pray as we close together. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you called this church into being. Lord, this wasn't our idea. This was your idea. And not just a few years ago, but way back before any of us existed. (laughs) You knew what you were going to do. You called this church into being and you spoke. And now, Lord, we want to see you continue to do what only you can do. And you continue to work amongst us. And so, God, we pray that you would catch us up in all that you are doing. Thank you for all you're doing amongst us. Thank you for some of the things we Talked about last week and we've heard again this morning. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here in this city and beyond, Lord, in Burton and in the nation and the nations. Lord, we want to play our part as individuals, as a church. I want to see your kingdom extended. I want to see family members and friends come to know you. I want to see this city impacted with the gospel. Lord, so many things are in our hearts. So many things that you're calling us to. And Lord, we thank you for Uh, those in other churches in this city who are passionate for these things as well. Lord, we pray this morning for your blessing on them. Thank you for organizations like Derby City Mission who help us with these things in this city, of a heart for reaching into this city. Lord, for our partnership with Faith, Hope and Enterprise, for other initiatives that you've called us to be part of. Lord, we thank you for all those things. And Lord, here in Jubilee, we say, God, blow on us afresh. Let your kingdom be extended and your name be made famous. For your glory, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and we'll come along on any Sunday morning.